following program contains explicit language and subject matter and is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Hello? It has to start sometime. What better place than here? What better time than now? Welcome back to Gorilla Radio, the Zero Fucks podcast, episode 33. 33 for everyone else. Um, for anyone who's just recently joined in listening, this is now season two of the Gorilla Radio, which was originally Gorilla Radio Live, and because we did it live and still doing it live, but uh, previously I was with my co host Neil Dawson. Now, Neil is currently on sabbatical. And uh, he's been on his life discovery tour at the moment and doing well and living the good life. So if you're wondering where he is or what's going on, he's doing fine. He's, uh, he's just got other priorities going on in his life at the moment, which is good. He's well. Now, I'm going to tell you it's Sunday. It's the 13th of October, 2019. You probably won't get this till tomorrow morning or in the States. You'll actually get it while it's sun- still Sunday. In Europe, for that matter. I've got a... Um, Porterhouse roast cooking, so my place is full of the smell of roasting meat and garlic. And it's Bogan Sunday in Australia, which uh, it's comes down to as Revhead Day in motor racing. It comes down to uh, everyone talking about Mustangs and Holdens and pit stops and brake changes and high revs and Bogans drinking their favourite brew. So I grew up with parents that loved this event. The, the the car race that's on is Bathurst. It's a I guess it's the equivalent of Indianapolis or Daytona in America or the equivalent in the US. Oh, sorry, in the UK would be Silverstone, maybe. I don't know. But, um, yeah, basically it's... No idea where the fuck that just came from. That's a mystery. <laughs> Straight off my phone. Here you go, what happens when you do it live? No edits. Um, yeah, so it's about, you know, talking about card races and people that, blokes talking shit. Really, that's what it comes down to. So anyway, it's a spring day. It's a beautiful day out. And uh, it's a perfect time for a chat. So I'm back with uh, 33. This episode, we're going to talk about reality TV, Instagram, Twitter, podcasting, new guests coming up, and a few shout outs. Um... I also want to mention this podcast is brought to you by Mother Energy Drinks. For me, Zero Ultra. Now, they're not a sp- paid sponsor by any means. It's just that every time I do this, that's exactly what I'm full of, and that's what gives me my pump. So um, with that, I'm still feeling it uh, from time to time, running a little bit scratchy, being solo and finding new material. But uh, we'll get there. That's just how we roll. So with that, let's get it started. Everybody knows that the days are loaded. Everybody rolls. 
fingers cross Everybody knows the war is over Everybody knows the good guys lost Everybody knows the fight was fixed The poor stay poor, the rich get rich That's how it goes Everybody knows Okay I'm going to start up with um, particularly talking about dating. Dating or, or online dating or dating apps or whichever way you look at it is very popular. And particularly this time of year, but well, we're in Australia this time of year because it's springtime. And I guess springtime or anywhere else in the world is the same. But there's also the, the, the stories that come out with it. So I'm going to offer up a challenge. I really want to hear back from people on this where they can get either call or email me at kmac at gorillaradio.com.au or feedback at gorillaradio.com.au. Pretty easy. It's either kmac or feedback. It doesn't really matter. And I want to hear some bad dating stories. Uh, and this is on the back of a, uh, a woman who was from in the UK off um, television. Uh, she used to be on a show called Rich Kids, Channel 5's Rich Kids. Go skint. Never heard of it. Don't know anything about it. And she said that she had given up on dating but decided to go back online. But she has – her name's Jodie Weston and she has some um, some crazy stories about it. And she says it can be tricky, blah, blah, blah. Um, but she talks about uh, – even though it's popular, blah, 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 26-year-old. I keep saying blah, blah, blah. The 26-year-old is a fair share of awful dates, including a man who claims – to have bought her a pet chihuahua and then accidentally killed it. If that is true and that's what he's telling you, do you follow that up or do you just go, oh, I might let this one slide? Yeah. And uh, then she'd been put off. She said there was the first date she'd been on with a guy in London, uh, which ended when he fell off his chair. Um, He'd spent his whole time leaning in as far as he could until practically he had his face buried in a cleavage. She said, I was about to to make my excuses and went had to leave and he leaned too far forward in his chair and fell forward onto the floor. I'm thinking, yeah, that's a dead giveaway. But who, seriously, do guys just stare at women's chests now? Is that is that acceptable? As far as I knew, it was never acceptable. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. For a male, we, we work really hard to make sure we're not looking at your chest and that we're staring into your eyes. But... Um, I will tell you, and there's breaking the bro code. The minute you look away, we're looking you up and down. That's just how we roll. We're fucking animals. Um, yeah. So that was that one. The second hope of meeting the one Jody arranged to meet a guy at the cinema, where they plan to be watching the latest movie in the horror franchise, Purge. But just as they were about to walk in the in the to the movies. To the smoothies, to the movies, she heard a woman screaming. Jodie, who had appeared on the show, uh, and also BBC's Eating with My Ex, said a guy who worked in the city took her to the cinema to watch the Purge movie. And when they were about to go in, they heard the woman screaming. Why oh, they're repeating that? I really should read this thoroughly before I start, you know, reading it, shouldn't I? Anyway. 
Uh, I turned around and saw a woman making a beeline for us. All I could see was her pointing and shouting with this sparkly ring on. I had no clue he was married. I just got my popcorn and ice cream and went to see the movie. He was caught in the fire between a cheating husband and his raging wife. Yeah, I've seen. I've got a great story about being in the middle of um, someone being caught out. I'll save that for another day because that's uh, that's quite funny. Uh, the third was easily her worst dating experience with a guy uh, turned up with a chihuahua as a gift. Jody claimed his face was totally screwed up when he looked like the devil had taken his soul. When he turned down the gift, he stormed out with the puppy. Jody thought she'd never see him again, so then I was shocked a few days later to see him sitting outside a flat. I kept in touch with him, not because I wanted to continue dating him, because I was concerned about the dog's welfare. He continued trying to see me, but I told him I was going back to Derbyshire for a few days to see my family. It was just an excuse. The morning I was due ago, I went downstairs to get in my mum's car. Who did I see waiting in the entrance to my building? Jody said her Tinder date then tagged along a f- along in a few and spent a few days in the Midlands with her family, awkwardly asking her stepdad to adopt him. Getting back to London from her disastrous trip, she revealed when I got back. Okay, I don't know what that is. And it's just automatically kicking in on an app that's not even open on my phone, so I don't even know why it's doing it. Wow, that's crazy. This happened when Neil was here, by the way. It happened as well, so I don't know why, but it does. Anyway, long story short, the dog died. Isn't that fucking a horrible story? That was a dating thing. So there's catfishing and there's a whole range I've talked to them about previously, but what I really want to do is I want to get some feedback from people as to horrible dating stories. That was what the idea was, is to use that to say, um, tell me your dating stories. Tell me there's I, – I know that you want to share them with me. If you, if you don't want to send me an email and you want to chat, well, I'll openly chat on the podcast about it. But I'm sure – other than women I've dated because I don't want to hear that it was a horrible day. I don't think I've had any horrible dates. Um, please feel free to uh, share with me what's going on, um, good or bad. If you've got a fantastic dating story, tell me as well. Again, hit me up, feedback at gorillaradio.com.au. And now it's time for the news. This is not the block news, not the good news on the block. Previous contestants are making a comeback recently. Both look like they'd rather go gla- eat glass and be on TV and this is why. If anyone saw the block, and I, I don't advocate this show that much but I do watch it quite often um, because of the concept of the actual building has sort of fallen by the wayside and everything's about creating drama. And with this... They brought back contestants from previous shows. And one pairing of a couple that were on there had actually been on the show twice. Looked really, really uncomfortable. And they, they didn't stand that close. He's an ex-AFL player. And, and she was, um, well, I'll get to about her anyway. But as it turns out, 
It's the block's Deanne Jolly confirms a split with her ex-AFL player Darren after 13 years of marriage, saying she's been left devastated by her actions. Now, can't be too devastated because she still agreed to go on the block with him when all this had already gone down. And they split after three years. Devastated D49 confirmed that in the news of the heartbreaking statement claiming that she was blindsided by the former AFL star 37. Oh dear. Okay, where do we go with this? I'm not saying that I, I'm not an ageist and I'm not saying that... Well, there's a few things here. She's 49, he's 37. They actually look really compatible. They looked... But there was a few little hitches. Anyway, she's been left devastated, she keeps saying, over and over by his actions. But I'm focusing on my two daughters, which is what women do, who are my number one priority. Please respect our privacy while we move on. Well, you didn't seem to respect it enough to uh, go back on TV for the cash grab, thanks to Channel 9 and The Block. Married back in 2004, shared two children, Scarlett and Lily. The reason the duo called time in the marriage is currently unknown. I'm going to have a stab in the dark and say he's sick of your shit. But anyway, we'll get back to that. And that's not being misogynistic. Um, okay. While the former AFL Darren hung up the phone and said rumours are not true. By the way, this comes from a reliable source. Uh, the, uh, the Daily Mail. And, uh, and they're quoting Woman's Day. <laughs> Fantastic source of information. Um, Dee was the one who, who was nicknamed Hurricane Dean due to a hot temper of behaviour. Apparently replied with a string of expletive messages. Her first response was, wrong number, I would never get married, go away. And learn to spell cunt and fuck off. That's interesting. I don't know why she would say that. The Daily Mail have contacted Deanne and Darren for their comment. Despite their hard work in the 2015 season of The Block, the duo sadly walked away with a profit of just $10,000. Now that, they did work hard. They all work hard apparently, but um, yeah, they really just got a kick in the ass. So however, the following year, they then brought them back because they must have felt sorry. Oh, you poor bastards, you only made ten grand, And they went on to take away 935000 Um which fucking iTunes, my phone, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I've just fixed that now. It won't happen again. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why my phone's doing it, but anyway. Uh, the duo's arguments became infamous during the time on the Channel 9 series and the pair previously opened up about this some turbulent relationship in audition tapes to appear on the show. That there is the secret for Channel 9 for drama, right? They love it. They know that ratings hinge on it and that's how they get people to watch a show. In turn, that's how they get the sponsors to pay for the uh, interiors for their project. They they spend a lot of money, Channel 9, on buying the property. It's fucking millions of dollars because it's not just one simple place that they renovate. There's a minimum of four and on this episode there's five. So... As you can be, as you're aware, like it, it would be very costly. They love this, um, but sometimes a little insensitive. While Darren said it, she can be sure it can snap. Now, I'm not 100 percent sure after reading all this, whether this they're together or not. But it's to be expected because reality TV is tough, and the pressure can mount on you. 
And if you're going back to back, I like, you know, you you did a season. I think it was it equates to about three months, twelve weeks, I think. And it's turmoil. You don't sleep. You don't see your kids. You don't function like normal people. To them, they only come out with ten thousand dollars and channel and go. Oh, look, we'll do it. We'll let you do it again. And you stupidly do it. How do you expect to survive? Like, really? I, I really don't know how that would be expected. It's just got me blown away as to how that would happen. So I guess you can actually say that they brought a lot of it on themselves. But what I will say, and if you go back and look at the show, um, sorry but not sorry, she was a cunt. The way that she spoke to him and ordered him around like a fucking dog and would whinge about everything. Everything was a fucking issue. Well, I'm out, not out to chastise women or men for their actions um, in their marriage. But if you put it all out there for people to see on TV and then you edit the show and, and in the edit you're seen as being domineering and a control freak with no respect for your partner, what, what do you think the fallout's going to be? What do you think... He's not going to, like someone's going to say, oh, did you see the show? And yeah, 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 he says, fucking runs rough shot over you. And he's like, oh, no. And then he sees it and thinks, yeah. And maybe, maybe just, I mean, it happens with men and women on both sides that they just put up with for so long and then the day comes and they say, eventually, you know, they wake up and they go, fuck, I can do better than this. Or, you know, life's too short to be this miserable. I didn't say that he wasn't. That he was miserable, but he'd look like, mm, fuck, somebody shoot me. It's probably a better way out. So in my in my opinion, fuck her. She was, um, she was a punish. Too much hard work for me. And she was all about the money. She loved it. And that was obvious. So um, I'm all about equality in a relationship. But in saying that, I'm not married and uh, anymore for, for a good reason. So maybe I'm not the expert on that. I'll put my hand up for that. But... When it comes up in the media that they're not married, you sort of look at yourself and go, well, am I surprised? Did I not think that this would come about? Yeah. And the fact of the matter is life doesn't need to be that hard. I think there's a little bit of uh, something in that for all of us. Anyway, moving on. This is going to be called an Instagram blurb. Now, I've talked about Instagram in the past and I find Insta- Instagram an interesting entity. I follow um, many different people um, from all different ranges and it started off following podcasts and, and then there was um, – 
other people that I'd seen that were interested of me and then there's sporting identities and there's, there's all sorts of ranging. Um, and, and I've mentioned in the past um, women that, are, that I find that not just that they're attractive women but they're exciting women and adventurers or men that have, you know, Gary Vee, someone who blows me away with the content that he puts out there because he's just straight to the point. So I sort of want to mention in this segment um, and just discuss the latest and interesting things that take place uh, in, in Instagram within the world because they're shifting from there's a big shift from Facebook into Instagram and then people say well I'm not using Facebook anymore or oh, just look at you know Instagram the, the truth is they're owned by the same Facebook bought Instagram uh, and they head off the competition that's how acquisitions work these days particularly in the, with um, social media and and you know a lot of businesses do exactly the same so it's it's not unusual um, so this is, and, and they both look the same organisation and they gather data just like Google does. So if you've ever had that experience where you're talking about something and or you do a Google search and then every other program you use after that, be it Instagram or Facebook, whatever you're searching for, just happens to pop up. you got to love how they just gather data. But anyway, that's for a, um, a different type of conspiracy theory podcast. Um, yeah, so this is about the people I follow. I see the good and the bad on Instagram. There's, there's, um, and I like telling good stories. I like talking about the positivity of people. So, um, and a lot of people live in Insta stories. It's like I, I often find content for things that to do with this podcast, or I find something that's interesting to me. Mental health recently, Mental Health Day recently came up. And that's something I'm passionate about. Um, and there's there's a lot going on of, of these these people that are living in the world. I'm going to start with telling you about a couple that I follow, and and I'll, all the details will be in the show notes. Uh, but I want to start with the Coffee Girls. Excuse me, or the Coffee Sisters, as they're also known. And, and just so you know, this is not all about women for me. They also have a brother, Jackson, who's a great – he's part of their family too. He's, he's a surfer. But all the girls are surfers. Um, and you think poor Jackson has to deal with, with four sisters. Like, sounds like a nightmare, right? No, wrong, wrong. This is a great family and they're really tight. They put everything out there. The girls do some modelling. They do surfing. Uh, they put things in about their life. Um, I think one of the sisters talked about some mental health issues that she had. Like they're very honest, but they all dig in for each other. They're attractive girls. Um, they all, the eldest and the youngest, almost look like twins. And yet, I think there's something like well, six or seven years between them. Six years, maybe. I don't know. Um, but these are really nice girls. And they're quirky, they're funny, they ride skateboards, they do all sorts of stuff. But what they're doing is being honest. And for me, that's what's important to me. So you'll see them all individually on Instagram under their names, but they've put a group one, they're just called the Coffee Girls. Again, I'll put them a name in the show notes. But they're not big heads. They're not dickheads, they're not gooses the way that they carry on. It's just really a bit of fun and... and 
they, they put what the life that they're living on Instagram. And they, they're in their 20s. They're between 16 and 22 or something around that range. Like their kids just live in life, but they're just living the right life. They're not um, carrying on like fucking idiots or anything. Like they're just good people. Another one who impresses me, and this this will catch you sort of out of left field, I guess, is Brooke Warren. Now, off the top of your head, you think, Brooke Warren, who the hell is that? Yes, it's Shane Warren's eldest daughter. And I'm a huge Shane Warren fan. But as I've seen her come along on Instagram, I'm not a pervert. I'm her father around the same generation as her father anyway. I'm not as old as him. And um, although he looks good for his age, the um, she's she's a young woman that's grown up and has grown up in the media. Yeah, she is so centered. She's so realistic, um, and she's just a really nice kid. Like it's just she's a big AFL fan. I think she supports Collingwood, and her dad's a St Kilda supporter. So I don't know how that goes down, but they she's really supportive of uh, her brother and her sister. Obviously, her mum and her dad aren't together. Still supportive of those two. Like, she's just a really centred kid. And it actually gives me hope for that these kids just don't become brats. Kids with money that grow up in a, you know, in a world where luxuries are afforded them or I think their parents just keep them centred. Centred. I think Simone, the mum, um, has just been a good influence. Never been a big. If you have, if you look back on Simone Warren's history, she's not come out and rag Shane out for whatever he's done or whatever he hasn't done. And I think it really just comes off, comes a long way on their kids as well. Like it's just, you know, they, they, she's respectful. She's just been brought up right, and uh, it's so nice to see someone again. I think she's in her early twenties. Just has a head on her shoulders to. You know, not not she doesn't. She's not striving to be a Kardashian. She's not striving to be um, an influencer or a big end. And and she does get gifted things, and she's you know she puts it out there and publicises. Thank you very much. I'm really appreciate it. But just an all round good kid. So, you know, that's the good side of of what I want to talk about with Instagram. Unfortunately, there's another side to it. Now, I'm not going to mention these names of these young women. But what I want to tell you about them is, and, and I'm fascinated by their attitude and their actions and where they're going to take this to. So what I'll tell you is they're all, they live on the Gold Coast. They're in their early 20s. I think I've got a daughter that's the same age as one of these kids. Same birthday, actually. It's ironic. They've all been on reality TV, but different shows. One's from... Married at First Sight 2018, one's from Love Island 2018 and one's from The Bachelor 2019. If you're an Instagram person, you might put it together quickly otherwise. But anyway, I'm not going to publicise them because I don't want to rag them out as much as, um, I mean, they're they're living a great lifestyle. Um, They're on the edge influencers because they've still got real jobs, you know, and I'm not dirty or angry because... These women, but I'm amused by their constant actions and things like yo, yo, fucking yo, or ye, what the fuck is that? Like you're an adult, act like one, you fucking imbeciles. And then they've got yes, queen, yes, queen, everything's yes, queen. Now, 
For the record, Yas Queen is a term that's been coined by drag queens when they comment on each other. That's okay. Drag queens can do and say as they want. They're artistic and they've got a guise that they're using. So, but when you've got these women, and I use that term loosely because they're just, they're kids, they're, they're children. Everything's Yas Queen. Like it's just this fucking stupid moniker. I, they're just idiots. And I'm not, I'm not suggesting they do anything wrong, but they just look like fucking idiots living off the freebies in life. And I guess it's fun when all people are throwing shit at you, right? And you don't know what to do. They get invited to basketball matches or openings to whoever their management is, get some gigs to different things. And they talk about it and they hear, oh, we got this and this is the makeup I use and blah, blah, blah. Fuck off. But there's going to become a time when that use-by date's finished and they're not going to get the stuff anymore and everything's going to take a bit of a back seat and they're going to say, oh, well, I don't get this. But at the end of the day, you're still an airline hosting or a barista or someone that puts on eyelashes. And this is the unreality of life and what it's worth because at the end of the day, to these people, you're just a number. You're just making something popular. You know, when, you know, there's particularly people that have come off recent reality TV shows and they're promoting the latest sex toy because the, the original patent for this type of sex toy has now finished. So everyone's replicating it and making their own and everyone's trying to compete and that's okay. I don't have any problems with competition in the marketplace. But you only got gifted that because they look at how many people are following you and they're looking at the numbers. And that day is going to come to an end. And unfortunately, that's the unreality where you're not basing what you're going to do. You're not going to be the flavour of the month. You've already got another Married at First Sight that's already been through this year. you now currently got the current standing of Love Island. And, uh, and The Bachelor has just finished as well. Okay, so the latest one was in that crop, but where is she going to go with that? So eventually you'll start to drop down the pegging order. The invites will drop and you just have to fit like the rest of us. And until that time, I guess you just live it up and enjoy it just like a drag, drag queen would. Sorry, a yes queen, you fucking idiots. But in saying that, there's more pressing issues. Life doesn't have to be a drama. So... Let's wrap that up. Okay, so... Uh, actually, I'll tell you what's funny about that. Just saying that. I actually get annoyed when people do videos and they do stories and they go, okay, so... Or they go, so... And there I am guilty as charged. So I put my hand up. I did it again. <laughs> I've copped it. What I want to talk about now is the main sort of gag or the main story on this podcast is about when you find something that you find just by chance, uh, particularly when it comes to podcasting, because I listen to a lot of different podcasts. And um, I, I found something that I – just by chance, and I thought it'd be good. And it has to do with the latest um, runner-up on The Bachelor, called Abby Chatfield. Her name popped up. 
Now, this isn't directed directly at her, so don't stress. I'm not attacking her in any way. But I had a story about um, Abby where she reported uh, during interviews to people that she was convinced by the producers that she was actually going to be the winner and that she spent time with Matt the night before uh, the reveal. Now, in my, my personal view, and so so Abby got typecast, I guess, as... Oh, they slut-shamed her. That's exactly what they did. And it was the program that, that was hosting it that basically laid the platform to slut-shaming her. And for some reason, I won't say everyone because there was a lot of women that stood up for her, um, were frustrated by that a woman would get slut-shamed just because she expressed her sexuality. Now, I'll get back to Abby later, but what, what I found this week was I found an interview with her on a podcast called The Shameless Podcast. I was really impressed by the lengths they went to to actually speak to Abby. I was impressed by the uh, questioning. I was impressed by the girls that hosted it. So this is what I say. Is, is you, have you ever found at a time when something you get excited about and you find and you think this is great and then not an hour later – you're disappointed by the same. And that's a shameless podcast. The, co- the conversation, and I'll get back to Abby. I'll, come, I'll, I'll use that as the positive in this story. But they did a really great interview with Abby, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Where they frustrated me was there was a second um, part that they were – well, sorry, it wasn't a second podcast. There was a previous podcast that they did. Earlier in the week, and I think these girls are actually um, shooting out two podcasts a week. I don't know. I've only just found it, and, and, and again, it was because of Abby that I first looked them up. So anyway, I, I, I then go, well, this is interesting. I'll see what else is going on in the podcast. And I had one about Erin Molan. Now, Erin Molan is a, um, a journalist, a contract with Channel 9. is tied up with the NRL. And the latest story that's sort of popped up the last two, now three weeks, maybe three, four weeks, is that she's got an ongoing feud with Andrew Johns, who's an ex-rugby league player, who's a commentator, and he refuses to be on screen with her. Okay. He has not actually publicly said anything. He has actually kept quiet throughout the whole situation. Now, if someone within the organisation is leaking that and it's getting out to the press, well, that's a problem that they've got, Channel 9, whatever, right? But you're not going to get on with everyone all of the fucking time. It's just not possible. And if that happens within an organisation, so be it. It's not an attack on her as a woman. It's not an attack. But what's happened this week is that a lot of women have come out and defended, gone to defend Erin Molan to say that she's been unfairly treated. Now, I'll just give you the gist of what these girls are talking about at the start of their podcast. Well, how they address them. This week, NRL commentator and media personality Erin Mullen has been trolled mercilessly by fans of the very game she has dedicated her career to. Mullen's rumoured rift with the fellow commentator and former NRL star Andrew Johns is at the heart of the backlash. 
Reportedly, Zara Johns refuses to work alongside Molan, with sources telling newspapers that the 45-year-old finds her giggling irritating and believes Erin Molan talks over him too much. Zara, things have escalated to such a point where we've actually seen Erin go on radio and cry over this backlash and over this controversy. What have you made of the story this week? It's been a little while since I've felt this disheartened by the extremity of a news story and the mainstream media and also the NRL's complete inability to call it what it is, which is... Okay, I'm going to stop it there. Firstly, because... Uh, where do I start on these two? Um, so this is, a, this is called The Shameless Podcast. It's... Two former Mamma Mia writers, Michelle Andrews and Zara McDonald. And as far back, I think, as March 2018, they started their own podcast called The Shameless Podcast. And look, for the idea of what they're about, and when I talk about Abby, um, I will um, elaborate a little bit more. But in, in me doing my research, just like these girls say that they do, they go on to talk about, firstly, they say the NRL not answering, you know, or not sticking up or taking judgment. on. This has got fuck all to do with the NRL. This is a Channel 9 situation. It's a Channel 9 HR, if, if at all is the issue that they're talking about. These girls then go on to talk further about how she's dedicated a life and she's the number one. And she's the first ever woman. Now, that's where I'm going to stop you there. Okay, but what I will do is I'll actually let them just mention a little bit more because they dig themselves a bigger fucking hole the whole time. Baffling that people are bothering to lead with it as well because it is so fucking sexist. The thing that the line that actually did get me was the one he just doesn't like working with her. And I think there it is for me. I think that word just speaks volumes. There's no rhyme or reason. She's just annoying. She just doesn't fit in. It just doesn't work. She's not one of us. That giggling is grating. That's what it says to me. It's so bullshit. The giggling thing really stood out to me because it says a lot about women's voices. It's almost literally putting a woman's voice next to a man's and portraying it as if it doesn't belong there. Like a woman's giggle doesn't belong anywhere near this serious man sport for those who do want a bit of extra i just pause it the word just not offensive they're using it in a context to make it offensive and the word giggle or a woman's giggle is a comment that a publication has quoted saying that he doesn't like it she giggles and somehow they're turning the word giggle into a weapon again not confirmed by andrew johns but they're running with it. Now, this is where they do themselves a disservice because they clearly don't know about the game and then they confirm it. Context and are not across the NRL. We actually aren't really across the NRL no. either. So we've done a bunch of research to get across this story this week. Erin Mullen is 37 years old and she is probably the most prominent female voice in the NRL. Not just that, probably the first strong female commentator, female analyst who has been given a platform in the NRL in the Okay, wrong. Your research is wrong. You might remember anyone else who has been a follower of the NRL, and if not, you still would have heard of this woman's name. Her name is Debbie Spillane. Debbie Spillane is currently a still on radio, but in 1984, 
she joined the ABC as a sports commentator and reporter. And she was hired. She was the first Australian full-time female broadcaster hired by the ABC. It's 1984, okay? It's not 19... Or it's not 2008 or 2010. It's 1984. Debbie's now 63. I'm not giving away her age by, by you know, trying to embarrass her. She's still relevant today on radio and she covered Olympics um, in the 84 Summer Games, the 86 Commonwealth Games. She became a regular with Rugby League and she became the first woman to commentate cricket on the ABC. Now, this is back in the 80s. From 90 to 95, she co-hosted a drive program called Hard Coffee with Ian Rogerson on Triple J. And at the same time, she was a regular panellist on Andrew Denton's Live and Sweaty between 1991 and 1994. There's a possibility that someone worked with her that didn't like her. Because I can tell you, I remember reading articles about, when I was a kid, about Debbie Spillane, because she used to go into the change rooms after the men's matches, the interview plays. She didn't care because if you ever go into war, they put cameras in there now, so it makes it a bit different. But dudes used to be walking around nude all the time. It never bothered her. She was always a professional. So when people jump on the Aaron, Ban- Aaron Molan bandwagon and they're looking to publicise their own self and stick up for women's rights and feminist rights and shit, you need to take a backward step and have a look back in history. Erin Mullen's not the first. Channel 9 have a similar program with Rebecca Madden in um, Victoria with the AFL. And the reason that Channel 9 did it was because they had um, a producer came in that wanted to inject a woman's opinion in it. I don't doubt that Erin Mullen knows what she's talking about. I think she's great in so many ways. I think the backlash that's come from this is nasty, but it's not from the people that employ her. It's from the journalists that jump on these stories and blow them out of proportion to then have these people, you know, the keyboard warriors that want to attack. I don't, I don't know Erin Molan personally. From what I see when she appears on TV, she actually knows what she's talking about. What I don't like and what I do see from these two young girls, young girls, these women, right? I'm not going to say young girls. These women on Shameless Podcast is that they clearly don't know what they're talking about. They say it at the beginning. Now, I'm not going to bore you with the rest of the podcast, but there's points in it they talk about where all they're doing is quoting other journalists' articles from different other organisations. They quote the Daily Mail or they quote the Telegraph. And in quoting that, they're treating it like it's gospel. They're not suggesting that people should form an opinion of their own. What I'm suggesting is, when it comes to Erin Molan, there's a storm in a teacup that's involved in Channel 9 and it really doesn't need to be publicly thrown around. The girls then go on to say, Andrew Johns has got a duty of care to come out and make a comment because people are attacking Erin Molan. And by him not saying anything, he's endorsing this behaviour that's going on. And that's utter bullshit. There's nothing, nothing at all that to do with him other than if he chooses not to say anything, that's because he chooses not to within the workplace. That's as simple as it is. This story's been beat up by others and these girls are feeding it and now they're turning it into a feminist thing. Now, I'm not a misogynist by any means, right? I really enjoy women and I like what they stand for and I like positive power of women just as I like the positive power of men. 
But when you're looking for a story or you're trying to create drama, like the reality TV, don't beat up someone and then drag them along with you. And then they're seen as being on TV crying and upset because the way that they're being attacked in the media and it's like, fuck, the media is responsible for this. Because I tell you, the media don't report on it, nothing happens. No one seemed to want to talk about the Brett Finch being um, under the influence, allegedly under the influence of substances while he did the Matty Johns podcast. That seemed to get buried. No one wanted to talk about that. Why are we talking about this? So the girls disappointed me, but I did look further. The reason I listened to this one is because I like the first one, and this is where I'm going to start with this. Abby Chatfield. So um, understand, it's not a brow-beating exercise. Uh, I could go on and on and on. I'm not going to. About the girls. Okay. The reason that I started listening to them was about Abby Chatfield. Abby Chatfield was a runner-up, a lot of people will know, on The Bachelor, and she wasn't selected. And she did actually make some strange <laughs> comments to him afterwards. What I will advise you on the back of this is to go and listen to the Shameless podcast that is that is like um, titled Interview Abby Chatfield. And one of the things I really took away from it is Abby's honesty and how she grew up and the circumstances that took place in her life, which aren't very pleasant at all. And you had a young girl who was, I think, 14 or 15 and she's able to work. And she had to hold down three jobs to help her family out. Now, in many, uh, as, as history's gone by, that's not uncommon, but the days of it for someone her age is, is long gone. But she didn't. She dug in. She's got close relationship um, with her family and particularly good ties with her mum. And she mentions this. There's a, I'm not doing a sob story for her in any way, shape or form. But what I am wanting I guess to talk about is the fact that she was very honest in this I'll put the link in the show notes one of the things that came up and one of the things that was pointed out constantly was about Abby wanting to have kids does she want to have kids and apparently as she states in this podcast she says that uh, it always came up every interview I'd say do you want to start a family I'd say do you want to start a family do you want to start a family and what Abby comes out and talks about is the fact that she had an abortion not, I think, 12 months prior to the show. And so for her, that was a little bit uh, green maybe, a little bit on edge. She didn't really want to talk about it because, you know, the stuff of what had happened in her past. Now, I want to go on the front foot and say that I have um, – not had to make the decision about an abortion. Obviously, I can't have a baby, so it wouldn't be my decision alone to make. But I have been in the situation of different processes of ex-girlfriends and partners that, that thought they were. And it's a really, really hard conversation to have. Right? I also want to tell you that I know of several people that have had abortions um, for good reasons. And they've come to that conclusion for good reasons. And then they suffer guilt 
not because they didn't make the right choice, but because of society's uh, ideas on what they should or shouldn't do. Now, here's the thing. It is their choice. It is their body. It is their reasoning that they make that choice. They don't have to justify it to anyone. They shouldn't have to live with guilt for the rest of their life. They shouldn't have to think, what if, what if. They made that choice because that was the right thing to do for them at that time. Okay, do they regret it later on? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe they realise that was a really important thing that I had to do in my life. But when a woman is, and I can't speak for women not being one, but when a woman has put in a situation where she has to talk about that and, and it kept getting brought up and brought up, and she, this, this woman was on a, a national program and, and she did such a good job, that's the way that she handled it and the way that she talked about it during the interview. It's a massive kudos to Abby Chatfield because I am so impressed by her honesty and how she dealt with it. The reasons of why she did or she didn't is nothing to do with anyone else. All right? That's her personal reasons. But what I will say is after all the media dies down, after television shows about reality and everyone gets back to their normal lives, don't pick teams. Don't have a view of she was right, she was wrong. Just go with the fact that she did what happened, what happened, happened and she wasn't selected but don't slut-shame a woman for wanting to enjoy her sexuality. For women out there, you should embrace your own sexuality. I think that's hugely important. And don't make other women try and feel bad because they, you, they don't agree with what you want or they do things differently. She, what she did and how she performed was nothing that any other woman doesn't do when they meet a new man and they're starting to fall in love. Okay, it was on television and... There was multiple girls dated him. I think there was only three dating him at that time. But regardless of that, it's not for the world's opinion. It's not for the world to have an opinion about who this woman is and to treat her. And I was the first one to jump on the bandwagon at the start and go, wow, she's copping a bit of flack. Maybe she's a bit of a dick and this is the reasons why. But when you find out the other side to her, when they stop using that show to get boost boost their ratings or to have advertising dollars when it that the she's of no use to them. And she might appear in um, Bachelor in Paradise. I still don't actually know what that concept's all about, but anyway, I'll find out, I guess, if it happens. She may appear in that. But the way that she handled talking about it to these girls, I don't know that too many other people would have got the, the good from her. The two girls from Shameless Podcast did a great job. Their questions were on point. They let her talk. They let her speak. They didn't prompt her with anything. And that's what I'm so disappointed when they went on the whole Aaron Milan thing and they clearly didn't know what they were talking about. Yet these girls are the Bachelor experts because this is what they do. So that's my rant on uh, the Shameless podcast. What it's actually forced me to do now, it's, it's forced me to create a podcast called Podcast Blast. It'll be out probably middle of the week. I don't think I'll be promoting them at this stage. I'll have to get some more podcasting to me from from how they go, you know, as to whether I think the content's great. I only want to talk about good podcasts and recommend because they're going to be what I recommend. But I will say and I will recommend their podcast with Abby Chatfield. I think it was great. I think it was real. 
and that's what I'm about. I like the reality of people. So check out the show notes. Have a look for the link. Have a listen to it. You might get a different perspective about Abby Chatfield and you might realise that she's just a regular person like all of us and, you know, we no one's really asking for much in life. We just a little bit of respect here and there and that's the way it goes. Okay. I'm going to round out the show now, the podcast, the show. Fuck, it's like it's all song singing and dancing. Um, this is episode 33. If you want to see me or contact me, I would love to hear about any of the stories you want to talk about, any of the stories you want to tell. You can email me at kmac at gorillaradio.com.au or even feedback at gorillaradio.com.au. We're on Apple iTunes, or sorry, Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify. Spotify seems to be pretty popular. If you're on uh, Apple Podcasts and you want to give us a rating, but please remember to subscribe. You'll get come straight turn up straight in your podcast catcher. And um, yeah, again, anything you want to talk about, anything you want to send, I'm going to be back. I uh, have some exciting news about uh, someone I've just chatted to actually just been speaking to and she's a, um, a sexual a holistic sexual sexologist had to get that in order holistic sexologist she's just launched her own her latest website we're going to talk to her if there's any questions that you want to know or anything that you want to fire at me prior to the meeting I won't be talking to her late next week um, email me Again, you can catch me on Twitter. If you want to send me a tweet or you want to send me a, a DM in, on Twitter, you can get me at gorilla underscore KMAC or on Instagram at Gorilla Radio Australia. I think there's underscores, gorilla underscore radio underscore AU. I think that's what it is. But if you just put in Gorilla Radio, you'll see. Uh, send me some information because we're going to talk to her soon and we're going to talk about, um, I guess, are people coming forward and talking about sexual issues? Do they need to? I pinched this term from another podcaster known as Emily Morse, who's also a sexologist in America, and her favourite line is communication is lubrication. I swear by it, if you're constantly open and talking about things, you're going to get solutions. It's the only way to talk about it. If you're sitting on it and it's trapped inside your own head, it ain't going nowhere. So if you want to talk to me about it, I will point you in the right direction. Not that I can help you um, um, legally because I'm not 100% qualified, but I can point you in the right direction. So with that, we're out. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming back. Uh, I want to get back on to Podcast Blast, which will come out on Wednesday. I hope you hear this at the start of your week. I hope you have a wonderful week. I hope this has been some form of entertainment, a bit enlightening. And uh, I'm going to leave you with a song as this is what you should strive for. You know when people have relationship goals and they put in relationship goals and they post a picture of ice cream or people, sorry, ice, not ice cream, two old people eating ice cream together. My idea, and I think I've said it before, but my idea of relationships goal is growing old with someone that you, you can actually go out and have an ice cream and sit and have an ice cream and a conversation with that person still and look at each other and go, yeah, I'm just so into you. This guy captures all of that. With that, I'm going to leave you with so let him to uh, get his words across, and I'll uh, talk to you next time.
nobody baby could ever take or stop the love that I have for you. It's very simple, you see, it's baby, it's real. It's so, so real. What I feel is so real.
Now, did you listen to it through to the end? Remember I said, if you hang around long enough, if you listen to the end, there'll be a little thing for you. What I haven't mentioned, what I meant to say previously was, for all you Apple users, with the latest update that's been done, and if you're an iTunes user like I am, the music, you used to be able to press on the button and uh, it'd say, do you want to keep it or do you want to save it to a playlist or do you want to download it? Do you like it? Press the heart. And I had lyrics. And with the lyrics button, and would then, depending on who it was, it would come up with the lyrics. Now Apple has come a little step forward and they have the lyrics in tune with the song. So it's like your own personal karaoke machine. I'm not suggesting you do it when you drive. I may have done it allegedly once or twice. But when you're <laughs> singing along in the car or you're sitting in traffic and there's the lyrics popping up, I'm pretty sure it's illegal. I'm not, in, I'm not condoning it. I'm not endorsing it. I'm just saying if you're sitting at home and you're racking out a few tunes, just press the lyrics button on the side and uh, follow the bouncing ball and have a happy time. All right. If you waited to the end of that sexy motherfucker Barry White, you'll be hearing this. If you didn't, you won't know and you're missing out. So that's your loss. Until next time, thank you again for the Zero Fucks podcast on Gorilla Radio. Just...